The Love Life and Lose Weight podcast will teach you the art and science of changing your habits around food. I'm your host, Advanced Certified Weight and Life Coach, Heather Beardsley. I've helped hundreds of women just like you figure out how to stop dieting, lose weight, and love life on the journey to goal weight and beyond. Hi, welcome to episode 35, Snacking Weight Loss Saboteur number one. I went on a little bit of a rant on episode, oh, I guess it was episode 34. In my troubleshooting, I mentioned how much snacking is um, like the hidden troubleshooting issue with so many of my clients when they stop seeing the scale move. It's, it's usually snacks like the vast majority of times it's snacking. And I got some comments back on it and they, many of you just want to know more about snacking and how I think about it. And so I'm going to just do a quick overview of how to fall out of love with snacking. So the, the question is, why do we, why do we want to snack so much? What's the, what's the deal and if you just look back into the history of weight loss and probably your participation in uh, traditional weight loss programs, for many of my clients and myself, it was for decades that I was thinking that I needed to stop eating so much and I had to restrict myself from having the kinds of foods that I wanted and to eat less and to always be hungry. Um, so when you play the calorie game of weight loss, where you parcel out small amounts of food so that you can try to lose weight, and of course it works for a while, right? What happens is you feel very restricted because you have these thoughts like, I can't have what I want. I have to be good. I can't eat a lot. I have to wait till I'm really hungry. I'm going to save up calories and I'll eat later. This all creates like this prison mentality of like being in the jail of restrictive weight loss. And when we find ourselves living in that situation, that lifestyle for years and decades, what is the savior that comes to the rescue is snacks. It's like comes in a little package usually, or it's just a bite or two. It takes the edge off of hunger. And it's not enough to make a difference. These are all things that your brain will say about snacking. And it's it's kind of like your, your trap door out of restriction mentality that feels so terrible. And this is why we hold on to snacking as our savior. The thing that we need to throw in our purse in case we get too hungry and all this other stuff. So we've developed this kind of like lush and indulgent like overprotectiveness, over snacking to kind of protect ourselves from this terrible restriction. Um, and so like you're here, right? Like you're listening to my podcast. Maybe you're a member of no BS and you're, you're committed to losing weight and the brain is like, oh, she's dieting again. And that's just kind of like the sensibility that unless you check that with your brain, will sort of open the door to the snacking that happens. Because the brain's like, well, she's, she's dieting. So we're going to need to plan for snacks. You got to plan for snacks. And of course there is a place for you to plan for snacks. But if you 
if you notice on, on my planner that, um, you can download when you join my email list, um, the place for snacking specifically says <laughs> it has to be eaten with physical hunger. If it is not, it's a planned overeat. Okay. So the, the thing is, is that when you change from restrictive calorie counting uh, as the methodology to lose weight to intuitive weight loss, where we wait for physical hunger before we eat and then we eat to enough, that's not restriction. I mean, think about the definition of enough. <laughs> it's that you're satisfied. There is no more hunger. You're not under eating. You're not shooting to eat underneath satisfied. You're eating too satisfied where you're neither hungry nor full. And so it's like a neutral place. I'm going to say that one more time. When you eat to satisfaction, it means that you neither have a need for hunger and that you're hungry anymore, nor are you full. You're just in a state of neutrality over hunger. So what this looks like throughout the day and your experience of it is that you're satisfied until you're definitely hungry and then you're satisfied until you're definitely hungry. Then you eat, then you're satisfied until you're definitely hungry. So intuitive weight loss is hopefully a long present experience of either satisfaction where you're neutral, you're neither full nor hungry with intermittent periods of sensing physical hunger that you relieve before you get overly hungry, but you also aren't eating at the first whisper of hunger. You're eating when you have definite physical hunger that is easy to manage. Okay. Physically and emotionally. <laughs> okay. So if that's the case, where does snacking fit in with that? It doesn't because you're going to be relieving your hunger with a meal. So snacking is a verb and it's also like a noun, like a snack is a noun. It's a thing. So snacking is the action of eating in between meals. That's different from a snack, which is a type of food class. I mean, that's subjective, right? Somebody can think an apple is a snack and another person won't. But the point I'm trying to make is that you can still have snack food. You can have whatever food you want and lose weight as long as you're having it at the time that you feel hungry. So this is what I'm saying. Like there's no space in which eating when you're not hungry as a snacking activity there's no place for it in intuitive weight loss. There just isn't. Okay. I mean, maybe you're the kind of person that the way that you eat and the way that your body is means that you have four meals a day. That's fine. I mean, I wouldn't call one of them a snack. I would just say like, I prefer to eat four times a day. I don't like the term snack because it, it, it gives this idea that we're unable to handle hunger and we're unable to handle normal everyday appetite cues that herald it's it's time to think about eating and like how some we just don't have enough time to like stop and eat so we have to pacify ourselves with a snack like a 
like a pacifier, right? It's just such bullshit. And it's such a, um, it's a crutch left over from diet mentality and diet thinking, restrictive diet thinking. Um, so I really encourage you to put away this idea that you need to snack as an activity um, or that it even has any place really in weight loss. And I'm just, I'm just somebody who you can think we can agree to disagree on this. And by all means, if you can work snacking as an activity into active weight loss, go for it. Like I more power to you. Um, it's just that for most of my clients, it's just not a thing. Um, so I'm, I, my message fits for most of my clients. Okay. Um, and I don't want you to feel restricted because, you know, snacking as an activity goes away. Like if you really start to just call it for what it is, which is planned overeating, just call it that. Like, oh, I'm so sad. I can't eat when I'm not hungry anymore. I can't overeat whenever I want to and lose weight. It's like, yeah. Eating, overeating is what causes weight gain and prevents weight loss. So if you want to lose weight, we want you behind activities that help you get what you want. And snacking is definitely in the way. I mean, just from a, a blood sugar perspective, and I've gone, I think I've went over this in the episode seven, making peace with hunger, or maybe it's the one on enough, <laughs> really sure. But um, when you snack as an activity where you're eating in between meals, Let's say you have a whisper of hunger and you end up having whatever, a protein bar. Don't even get me started on those things either. <laughs> um, let's say you have a half a protein bar or something and you call it your snack. Well, the other thing about that, even if you can like wrap your head around having, having a snack and you want to justify it, it's that anytime you eat, your blood sugar and your insulin are going to go up in response to the introduction of food into your stomach. And what happens is, is that as soon as your body detects that you have eaten a fuel source, it turns off any running on alternative fuel, which is either the fat on your body or the stored blood sugar in the form of glycogen that's in your liver and your muscles. It turns that off. And it just moves over into running on the fuel from the food that you've eaten. So essentially, every time you eat, if you think about it this way, you turn off fat loss. You turn off weight loss every time you eat. So the more often you eat, the more opportunities you, you're giving your body to turn off the thing that you want, which is weight loss, and pause that. So um, this is why for, for many type two diabetics who have an overreaction of blood sugar and insulin, right? They recommend eating less often so that the body can handle that better because you're already at a disadvantage. You can't use the fuel if efficiently when you have prediabetes or type two diabetes. That happens when you eat food. And this is why snacking, you know, it's probably better and you talk to your doctor about this, of course, but it's, it's probably better to have fewer eating opportunities so that your body only has to handle that overflow fewer times in the day. 
And, you know, that all, that can all work for us, whether we have prediabetes or not, where if you just focus on eating when hungry and stopping at enough where you're, you're truly satisfied from your meal, you don't feel restricted, right? You feel like you enjoyed your food. You you're neither hungry, nor are you full. You're satisfied and you don't need to eat again until the next meal. If you're chronically unable to make it from your meal to the next meal, I want you to look at that. Look at the data. Does that change with the types of food that you eat? Or are you are your meals too far apart for the kinds of food? Like certain foods, like fruit is kind of digested pretty quickly in the gut and it kind of moves through you pretty quickly. So, um, you know, the kinds of food that you eat can also keep you or hold you in a satisfied place for longer. So just experiment with that. And if you think it's really a problem, you should talk to your doctor, um, run some labs and see what's going on there underneath the hood. But for most of you, um, you just have this like lush relationship with snacking as an activity that you don't want to let go of. And I just want you to see it for what it is. It's a frenemy of your weight loss. Okay. It's fooling you into thinking that you want it when I know as your coach, nine times out of 10, it's just in your way of your weight loss. Okay. <laughs> so now you know how I really feel about snacking. Do I snack sometimes? Of course I do. Of course I do. Um, but I'm at the point now where even the most alluring snack, which is usually probably um, popcorn at the movie theater. I'm usually not that hungry when we go to the movies. And I, but I do like the popcorn with the, the diet Coke or whatever I can get with it. I just usually regret it now. And, and it's kind of like alcohol was like that for me too, where when I, you know, I went through a phase where I really enjoyed my wine and I enjoyed my drinking. And then I just enjoyed the idea of having it more than I actually enjoyed the act of it. Right. And this is when you start to fall in love or sorry, out of love with a habit you know, cause it just doesn't serve you anymore. And when you see how like your goals and the, um, effect that snacking has on your body and your goals, like they're just, it's not a good match anymore. So think about the relationship you want to have with snacks as a food and snacking as an activity and see how you can keep the parts that you do want to keep and how you can let go of the parts that might be hosing your weight loss. Okay. So come visit me on Instagram at, um, the real for episode 35 and let's talk about snacking. I mean, maybe, maybe you feel differently. Let me know how you feel about it. Um, stay focused and so long. Hey, if this episode was helpful, then let's connect. Visit hbeardsley.com forward slash subscribe. That's H-B-E-A-R-D-S-L-E-Y dot com forward slash subscribe. You'll get a gift from me, exclusive subscriber content, and advanced notice of in-person events.